2: Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
1: with podcast. You get to keep up with the culture with this up there podcast. You get more,
3: more, more getting a lot of love. He's getting a whole lot of love. And, um, I like to see that, you know, I do. I like to see that. Um, but I wouldn't be me. I wouldn't be the realest nigga in it. If I didn't approach it with a bit of truth. Um, a lot of these people, the same people that's posting them, the same people that's bigging them up, the same people that's liking his statuses now and acting like it's so much love in the air. Let me back up a little bit. There's a video going around in which there's a preacher standing there saying we don't give up on our black men and we love you and this and that, and I'm pretty sure Kodak Black took that with open arms. But where the fuck was you niggas at when Kodak Black was in that prison being treated like a motherfucking dog? When he was being starved, when he was being put in a situation where them folk were throwing, you know, beating on him, starving him for days, what was all you motherfuckers at? That's why you see him there. He ain't giving no emotion or nothing because he know. I think, I think what happens is you get behind the walls and you realize, damn, this this whole shit is fake. put me on another level. Thank you for watching another episode of his Up There podcast. I am the active and attractive host for another episode of the fastest growing podcast on the market right now. I definitely want to say thank you for all of y'all that's been tuned in, that's been liking, that's been subscribing, sharing, and just engaging with the product and with the brand and with the the lifestyle and especially with the podcast, you know, um, it's overwhelming, you know, uh, just being from where I'm from and starting something like this without any direction and doing something like this without any predecessor, any blueprint, without anybody being on the forefront of any type of information. It was just important for me to see, um you know that people gravitating to it and they liking it and they fucking with it so i want to say thank you for that um if you are watching the video portion of this podcast and you want to keep up with every episode some of them don't have audio that i'm dropping from um a few months back in which we had a lot of great conversations i'm gonna urge you to go on anywhere where you get podcasts and um and type in this up that podcast with Looney and hit that subscribe button and just tap in. You may be at work. You may be working out. You may be doing several different things that cause you to not be able to see f 4 Studios and what it is I bring to the table from a visual element. Um, but I want y'all to also appreciate the audio side of it. Um, we up to a certain amount of listens every episode, which is, is a great. It's a great uh, feat for us. It's a great thing for us. And, um, again, I want to say thank you. Now, if you are listening to the audio version of this podcast and you want to see the video with the clips and and how FOGFO Studios is looking, I'm going to urge you um, for the time being to head over to YouTube um, and type in FOGFO TV, and then you can tap in with the other side of the game, the other side of the podcast, and uh, get familiar with what it looked like, yeah, look at it, you know, yeah, look at it, you know, um, beautiful thing, beautiful thing, um got a lot to talk about this week um as 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 every week, you know, as the world continues to evolve and continues to put us in a position to well uh, there's just a lot to talk about, a lot to navigate, and a lot lot of things to get to first thing on that list. Again, we're still doing this with our notes, so we don't think it's necessary just yet as we're building the platform, very confident in the way that we communicate and knowing that we can do this without so much po- uh, pre-production. But that will be coming in the near future just to kind of tighten up any loose ends and tie up any loose ends that um that presents itself when we go to talking about some of the great things that the culture offer as well as some of the things that must be examined and looked at in a way where, you know, you got to take a long, hard look at it. You know, sometimes they say you studied long, you studied wrong, you know. So a lot of these times we just we come in and we just hey, man, this is what we feeling. You know, we lived it, we did it, so we're able to speak from a standpoint of independence. We're able to st- speak from a standpoint of relating to some of these guys that, Really done some things Um, and not being on the outside and being some little nigga that's, you know, never, never been in no situation, never done anything and never put themselves in a situation to be on the other side. Um, You know, I want to send a shout out to my city, man, because I get a lot of calls from prison when niggas say when I get out, man, I got to come holler at you, man. You know, when I get out, I got to come holler at you, man. You know what I'm saying? And um, I want to shout out to Fridge and Alt and Raymond Clay and all those guys that came and sat down, man, after they did their biz, life sentences, 27 years, 30 years, shit like that. Um, Put the platform, you know, at the forefront of getting the information out to the youth. Um, And so I want to start there. But let's segue into talking about Kodak Black. Number one, Kodak Black has been pardoned by Donald Trump and now it's free. Uh we wanna send a shout out to Kodak Black. Love and blessings to Kodak Black. Um let's just talk about some of the obvious things. He's he has a he has a different kind of look that he that he has now. I think it's because he's now uh, got skinnier. Um and he's getting a lot of love. He's getting a whole lot of love and um I like to see that. You know, I do. I like to see that. Um, but I wouldn't be me. I wouldn't be the realest nigga in it if I didn't approach it with a bit of truth. Um, a lot of these people, the same people that's posting them, the same people that's bigging him up, the same people that's liking his statuses now and acting like it's so much love in the air. Let me back up a little bit. There's a video going around in which there's a preacher standing there saying we don't give up on our black men and we love you and this and that. And I'm pretty sure Kodak Black took that with open arms. But where the fuck was you niggas at when Kodak Black was in that prison being treated like a motherfucking dog? When he was being starved? When he was being put in a situation where them folk were throwing um, you know, beating on him, starving him for days. What was all you motherfuckers at? That's why you see him there, he ain't giving no emotion or nothing. Because he know I think I think what happens is you get behind the walls and you realize Damn this this whole shit is fake. This whole shit is a facade. That's why you hear him mention in that song. If you wasn't with me, I don't want to see you happy. You know because he know man look at every I had a lawsuit on these folks For how they were treating me None of you motherfuckers Wasn't running around screaming They doing Kodak Black wrong every interview Y'all motherfuckers Wasn't putting me in no situation To have my information out to the people And have my shit going to where I can look And say man you know what that motherfucker That held me down man Y'all might post it once But Understand what was happening, and what's fucked up about it is, is because the trauma, right, that he that he went through, and the and the and the heartache and the pain that he went through, it don't weigh up. Like all the love that that y'all act like y'all giving a nigga, where was that when I needed it? I don't need it now. I'm who I am. But where the fuck was that at when I was in that place? When I was doing bad, when them folk had me back against the wall treating me bad, I had to smile just for the fuck of it. But I was dying in the inside. I was getting treated worse than slaves were being treated. You understand me? And so being a rapper, man, um Cause you you got if you from the street, you got street niggas that go in and tell you, man, them niggas forgot all about me, man. I slung iron for them niggas, man, them niggas forgot all about me. Just picture being a nigga that'll do all of that on top of being a millionaire, going in there and then everybody you get out and everybody act like it's love. Some of them rappers do had five, ten thousand comments and I and you know, I was posting it the whole time. Nigga can go check the records. You know, not that it may not mean nothing, but I understood the situation, right? But a lot of those rappers that was in his mentions and in his comments on that shit, they never did post nothing. They never did say nothing. Glad you home, bro. You the GOAT. You this and that. Where you niggas was at? It show you how fake this game is. It show you how fake this shit is. This shit has got to be one of the most fucked up things. That the black culture has endured, my nigga. The way that we show fake love. The way that everybody act like they give a fuck. The same way with the podcast. They see Charlemagne repost my shit. Now the whole city liking it. The whole city get on the bandwagon real quick. Cause they see... LeBron James listened to one episode And he might post it ask, Man I always knew you would do it Boy you's a bad motherfucker Boy you have been one of the realest niggas in it Where you niggas was at when I was saying Man let's build this man I need help building this Hey man everybody Everybody that I done sold something to Everybody bring me 2,000 apiece I need 40 grand right quick to get to the next level. Y'all bring me two grand apiece. I done served 200 of you niggas. Where you niggas was at then. But as soon as somebody else, you know, that y'all dick ride, say it's cool, then become you the realest nigga in it. And we always knew what you was. I mean, you can't take what a nigga is regardless, but the point of the matter is it's fucked up that that's the way we approach things. You see what I'm saying? Like the like the stats don't count. Like they ain't been taking stats all this time. Kodak Black been a real nigga. He done went and sat down several times. He done took his leg. You understand me? Just like the fake love Roddy Rebel get. Just like the fake love Bobby Smurder gonna get. Just like the fake hate Takashi get. Y'all niggas don't really hate the boy because he snitch out, just playing. And y'all niggas don't really love Bobby because he held it down. Y'all just playing. And y'all don't really love Kodak because he went through all of that and he free because y'all niggas just playing. It's a fucked up situation, man. And, and the culture is, the culture has bagged itself into a place where, even with 21 Savage, I seen what 21 Savage, when he went through that shit where they were about to deport him. All the fake love come out of nowhere. And you say to yourself, What was this at when I needed it? What was this at when shit got real? Especially just think about a nigga behind them walls, man, thinking I'm rich. You can't do me like that. I'm famous. Nigga, they love me out there. And you get your people to post, man, that now treating Kodak Black bad. They starving him. He has not an eight in six days, this, that, and the third. And ain't nobody responding. And then tip them, cause we had a little scuffle back in the day. You don't, you don't pull your resources to try to, hey, send somebody up and see what's going on with Kodak. Master P. And I love Master P. But you know, he was he was going through a lot of things. Master P one of the people I don't think showing no fake love. He ain't acting like he you no, know, he just keep moving, he keep hustling He ain't really posting like, man, I'm so glad you're home And this and that He just keep he keep on moving with what he got going on Because their situation was a little bit more You know, he felt like he tried to help him And things went sour Um, And and then you see Kodak Black go get dude, his lawyer and them name on him Because he probably stayed up late nights He probably came and visited him every so often Working and working and working and, and you know the money is involved But Man I gotta You know what I'm saying Like if I own a company And I come in here man And I see a motherfucker Sweating every time I walk through That's why you got them type people In them warehouse jobs That Every time the boss man come They turn it up a little bit They understand that he need to see me getting down You know he may appreciate me more than the lazy motherfucker that right there you see what I'm saying? So um, as long as I see you there for me, I really can't give a fuck why you there when it get real. You understand me? Regardless of whatever the agenda is, if you there, I, I can appreciate that, man. And um, I want to send that out to Kodak that I understand what's going on. I see what's going on. I see how fake these niggas is. I just went through the comments to say, man, let me see who I'm in this motherfucker. Then just think if all 10,000 of them people that commented posted, we would not accept how y'all doing Kodak Black. That's viral shit. That's trending shit. Kodak Black was getting treated like that. It wasn't even trending. You understand me? And now everybody acting like it's this and that. And and, and I like I say, I supported them through the whole thing. My platform, I spoke on it as much as I could. You get what I'm saying? And, um,. I just think, man, our culture's in a really, really, really slippery place. You know, to where we 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 fake it. You know, we faking it. You know, the love be fake. The hate really be fake too. You know, all this shit really be fake. Nigga be fake, man. These nigga ain't never stood on nothing, man. These niggas be faking it, man. And I'm getting sick of it, man. And, and get what? After so long, I'ma start calling the shit out, man. Cause don't none of them niggas pay me You see what I'm saying And so I gotta look at it for what it's worth Ain't now one of you niggas had that dude down man Period And um Speaking of holding it down um, Speaking of holding it down um, Congratulations to Joe Budden And the Joe Budden Network They now have Teamed up with Patreon um, to now take the network, some of the things from the network over to Patreon. Um, I guess they got the, the tier set up going on, um, and um, they also giving him some title. I won't repeat the title because I really don't understand what it is, you know, or what it means or how it contributes to anything um, outside of him getting a check. Um, but I want to say congratulations to him, man. And, um, I know it's for some creators, it seems a bit self-serving when Joe Bud makes these moves and goes on these rants, but I, I thought about it and I said, I can, I can see where they would come from that, that saying that. Cause I see the videos are already popping up, but I also, I also said to myself, Looney, It's almost like this. If he keep, it's just like in a basketball game. If that motherfucker keep getting open and hitting a shot, they got to count for something. You see what I'm saying? The whole point is, if I can keep, because you hear me say that, man, you know, sometimes you look at at the track record and say, man, well, you fucked it up with, with Spotify. You can never go back there. You fucked it up with Complex. You can't go back there. Spotify and Complex are big companies. Well, Complex is owned by Viacom. And Spotify is a big company in which they probably won't do business with you unless you get big enough to where they have to do business with you. And I understand that that's the way you're looking at things. Um, But I say, damn, if you can keep getting millions of dollars, right, from different motherfuckers, that's really all you need. You see know what I'm saying? It's almost like this. No, it's almost like in a relationship, right? If you can keep if you keep fucking up, but you can keep giving her to forgive you, nobody don't give a fuck the links you gotta go through. If you get your woman back, you get your woman back. That's just that on that. You see, what I'm saying he keeps finding a way to get a check, so I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, and I heard him go on a rant on his show and talk about how corporate, you know, some of the corporate games and some of the things that the corporate people do and 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 how they. Um, Make up these Elaborate titles And then he proceeded to give us a elaborate Title And then the title He couldn't even really explain What it does And what it means And so That right there just struck me as odd I would love to sit down with him And see exactly what are we saying The same way with 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 Charlemagne The same way with some of our other top dogs Help us understand what that really does for us And help us understand how that really helps Anyone navigate outside of you Now I also want to talk about this Patreon thing I got holes in my blood, huh? I also want to talk about this Patreon thing. With Patreon, um, it's been a thing. Now, I don't want to come off as, as unhappy because I'm not. I live great now. You know, I'm not rich, but I live damn good, right? The point I'm making is... You heard me last episode talk about how the black guys do do clubhouse to watch the game with their people and the white guys going higher stream woo do woo and they get ten fifteen thousand people to pay five six dollars to watch it with them. You know that's a real thing what i what I say is though. What I say is, though, it just it isn't a new thing, you know. People like Queens Flip been doing Patreon. People like Tom Segura, all the white comic guys been doing Patreon, except Joe Rogan. Um, your Tom Seguras, your 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 Brian uh, Collins, your um, Tim Dillons. See, this is where I'm well versed in the game. Even Andrew Schultz. You see what I'm saying? This is why I'm well-versed in the game. Um, and I didn't see Andrew or Charlemagne talk about it. No, not sure why, but but nonetheless, I just want to say the Patreon thing isn't a new business model that Joe Budden is bringing to the game. I think he'll shed more light on it for people like us, right? More more people like us will pay attention to it, but the white guys have already been there, uh, and they've already been doing it. So, um... I just want to kind of speak to that, you know, because I think sometimes we can, he can come off as, you know, he's creating some new, you know, thing, you know, and pushing, shifting the culture, which I think in some right, you can say he's shifting the culture because he's a big podcast that's coming now, but This has been a thing. This has been a hustle for guys. This has been the way guys getting to an extra bag, you know. Um, I'm sure that Rory and Maul are are glad that the deal is closed and Parks and his other 30 people, whoever he has, you know, and I'm glad for them. Um, But but I think um, when you go to talking about let the real moves be made, let me work and get out the way and this and that, it just ain't connecting for me, and I'm a big fan. I'm I'm top tier over there. I I gave you twenty five a month, so I'm not speaking from a a bitter place. I'm speaking for the creator, for the for the person that needs the information that you, that you um kind of put the cape on like you're giving. You know um I've 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 I've, I've scounded all corners of the internet. To try to figure this thing out from a non-privileged position is what I'ma start calling it because I don't want to attack people that's been in the industry when that's why I'm intending to to head to. But from a non-privileged position, um, I've I've looked high and low for for results and resources on how to pivot to the audience. Um, I understand the consistency thing. I understand the clip thing. I understand the the, the 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 drops and I understand the, the 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 episodes and the and the critique and the culture I understand all of those things but access to the audience see my fight is a little different than Joe Budden Joe Budden's fight is for access to the ads all these other podcasts that you talk about that you say and we know, because I spoke about it as well, that only 10% of podcasters get paid. So there's 90% of people that's looking for access to the audience that y'all seem to want not share. But you can stand on Clubhouse and talk for nothing for 20, 22 days in a row, right? Sometimes you got to introduce, um, introduce these things to the culture so that someone can pay attention to it and maybe say, damn, that is... That's true, because how you fighting for us when 90% of podcasts don't get paid? How is you stepping up and fighting for podcasters and the creator when 90% of us don't get paid? We're looking for access to audience. You're looking for access to ads. Our fight is a little different, see? You're trying to stay rich. We're trying to get rich. Or if not even get rich, let the people judge what it is that we bring to the culture on some level, you know, without having to sign everything over that we got, you know, or, or, you know, it's just so much talk about ownership and how the games are being played. And we can have those same conversations from that 90% that people talk about that don't get paid and say, Hey man, there's so many games being played with the audience. They won't repost you, even if you got good points and great episodes. You got to do, you got to slick, stir the water, you know, and you got to slick do things that's that that causes, you know, friction for them to even for this ball to even really get rolling, you know. And I think it's I think it's irresponsible to speak for the creator, right? You speak for the 10% that gets paid. You telling them to move out the way. Let the work get done to where we're getting the monetization in a good place and this and that. There's 90% of people that ain't even got there that's looking to, hey, man, I need access to the audience. Why don't you take $100,000 and get with somebody and create something that kicks out a little game kicks out because if anybody's an investor you get with me and we can do it i got an idea for a, a, a podcast information style app right well where, where, where we create a community where these 90 percent of people who don't get paid and don't steal my deal without giving me some money any one of you fuck niggas that's why i'm putting this out so we make sure it's on record You got 90% of people not getting paid for doing podcast. Let's find an app where the information funnels down to where now they got access to ads. Or let's create a big boy ad company. Partner it with a a social media-esque platform dealing with podcasts, right? Specifically. Creators specifically. Not even podcasts. Just creators specifically. We can niche it first to podcasts and then... Start fucking helping painters find people that want to need art. Helping, uh, uh, you know, people that listen to this type of thing find this type. And this isn't culture-based. This is for everyone. This can be for whites, blacks, Asians, Africans, uh, uh, Jewish people. This can be for everybody. What it does is you help these people scour through this 90% of shit. Now, for you to get on a certain tier, right? So you tier it out, right? Tier five would be, oh, the audio's good, the video's good, got great interviews, this and that. There's an algorithm to it to where you can cut through the bullshit and you get the people that deserve access to the audience access to the audience, you know? Um, And not just shit on them and say, you know, 90% of you niggas don't even get paid, um. And I just think it's it's, it's important to acknowledge that there's two fights going on. And I'm in lead of the charge of the access to the audience fight. You know, all you rich niggas keep fighting over your next millions. While I'm down here fighting to try to make sure that a nigga who come out the street to do a podcast to try to make sure he can stop hustling, get some sort of traction when it's deserved. Get some sort of audience when it's when it's when it's, you know, when it's when it's deserved. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, you know we gotta stop. We gotta we gotta understand. There's two different fights going on, and how to go about getting to the next level with both though. Um. So I do, and also, man, I I've been seeing something that's been tripping me out. The silhouette challenge. You know, and I'm a nigga, so we enjoy the silhouette challenge. We we like to see that, and that's pretty cool how they doing that, you know. And then they pretty and thick and curvy and all of that. Um, I think there's something that needs to be said, though. And this doesn't go for my OnlyFan girls and my my... Entertainers, influencers, people that make money off this type of thing because you've already made a conscious decision to go a certain route to secure your future. And I respect the hustle. You know, like I say, I always compare the stripper um, and the entertainer and the influencer, right? Not you, the, the, the hippity, like Dr. Umar say, your bourgeoisie. Not you, but the. The regular ones, right, or the ones that's made a decision and probably is right there at 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 being in a great place. I always compare the stripper, the entertainer, the influencer to the local rapper. They're trying to break through and 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 find another uh uh uh, uh boost for it, or find another again. You know, some of them need access to audience. You got some of them that went and spent their hard-earned money, twenty grand on their body, ten on their titties, keep their hair done, nails done, all that. She not making as much off her OnlyFans. She might be prettier than these girls, body might be better, but she don't have no access to audience. OnlyFans is kind of leveling that out as they're letting people know this person in the top five percent of creators. But what if? you 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 got all of that, but you ain't really going the next level see that's where they beat you out at with they hustle so at the same time you you do gotta you you probably gotta get your hustle up with that a little bit and turn it up a little more but again just access to 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 audience man on on both sides um but i think with the si- silhouette challenge those people who've you know your only fans girls your strippers that make money off their body all that Y'all good. What I've seen uh, on the other side is is a lot of regular women. Um and when I say regular, I mean just your working nurse, your working uh, you know, call center girl, um doing the silhouette challenge. Um, and I'm not sure how that adds to anything for those type of individuals that's in a uh, with this in some circumstances Where they need some sort of man Or ho- hopefully they need a man To take them serious Because I think nothing greater in this life Than having a bond And a family Shout out my mama I love you forever You know that But nothing more in this life Is, 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 is more precious than that Right Outside of mama You know can't nobody replace mama But having that companion Having that that one that you not only share that love with but you share intimacy with right that's a that's a beautiful thing on a lot of levels um and 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 i'm trying to speak to how i think um from a stupid standpoint really far as for me because again i watch it but i'm concerned with the level of uh how how the water boils over and it and it and it and it latches on to that regular girl with twenty-one likes on a silhouette challenge. And fourteen of those people are never see her. Two of those people have girlfriends and the other three ain't even in the same city. Right? So basically for no reason. Now the one person that you may have had That looked at you in a way where I want to really wife her I want to really I want to take that thing to the next level if I can Or even just get to know this girl that I'm following But then I see her do something like that and say Damn I ain't know that was in her playbook She done pulled out the hell Mary on first down you see what I'm saying? Because I ain't got the second down, third down. I ain't. I don't know what the sex is. I don't know what the conversation is. I just seen her and followed her. And now I'm kind of interested. And if she knew who I was, we'll be in a – she'll respect this game, my guy. She'll respect this money and this lifestyle I'm living. But we'll never make it that now. So I just – to me – You got to be sexy enough to do it You got to be thick enough And look body right Not thick enough But you got to be pretty Or whatever in your own right You got to be great in your own right Right Sexy enough uh, Confident enough uh, uh, Beautiful enough Uh, And this isn't subjective to me This is in the eye of the beholder Um, You know You know Um but you also got to be smart enough uh in a lot of in certain cases don't do that for someone uh that you that you mess with maybe send it to your guy you see what I'm saying or send it to that dude that's you know busting you down you see what I'm saying and um and see how that goes And then a couple ones They've made a conscious decision again They locked in So they they feeling like Man this I ain't And I know a lot of women I say I ain't studying nobody If nigga don't like me Then fuck it so, so, so. You know I'm not I don't, I don't I don't I reject that notion You know I reject that notion In a lot of instances And I don't ever talk about 100% of anything It'll be dumb to do so um, but when you hear me speak generally like that understanding, that I'm saying the majority of the situations, and again, making myself clear, I'm not talking about the ones that's made a decision that this time I'm gonna feed my little boy, this time I'm gonna feed my little girl, you know off 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 capitalizing off this internet, you understand me, and what I'm trying to do with this internet gonna supersede me want some love from some nigga or you know being in that car what i'm doing i'm in the top one percent i made 300k this year you see what i'm saying you know off this body and off this look and i made a conscious decision like i can't be talking to the ones that go every night or tuesday through saturday go to the strip club, get naked, and pop that thing. Some of them nice, slow, and then others is great. So I I can't be talking about y'all. What I'm talking about is because if you look at the statistics, a lot of women meet their companions off online. You know what I'm saying? And, um, again, you, you, you kind of riding the fence, and I think you're just playing a game that may not – put you in a position to, um, capitalize on your, on your qualities, you know, um, and, and that's just how I'm looking at it, um, and I, and I also, man, want to, want to kind of spend some time, you know, um, looking at my old friend, you know, looking at my guy, my, 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 uh, my evil twin, you know, um, and just kind of looking at certain things. But just looking at the situation with Kevin Hart and Andrew Schultz. You know. um, For those of you that don't know. Kevin Hart is in a position to. uh I think it was get a deal with Sirius uh, FM for a new show. And um and ended up calling the inside jokes. Just layers to this. So I want to kind of speak about it. You know. And if you're a fan of Charlamagne's. And Andrew Schultz, then um, then you know that Andrew Schultz has a show called Inside Jokes, where I think he did one season and got out the way, probably crank it back up soon, you know, COVID will be over, and it was kind of where comics sit down and they kind of go through jokes, right? So Kevin Hart had announced, hey, y'all, new show coming on, you know, um, called Inside Jokes, where we'll sit down. You know, it was slightly different. I think Schultz is based on bad jokes and they try to make them better. Kevin Hart's was just based on jokes, period. A little slight difference, not enough to be unique in any way. Um so so couple things. Um after Kevin Hart um announced this show, Andrew Schultz made it clear, man, hey man, you gotta have seen. I got millions of views on this on YouTube. Yeah, like, y'all ain't even YouTube and nothing. Like, somebody tried to steal my podcast name. I had to get a cease and desist typed up. It cost me money to do that. And it's like, bro, y'all ain't even Googling if I call my shit this was this or what it is. Now, there's two ways to, to look at that. So I so when you're dealing with someone as big as Kevin Hart, uh, you got to understand that he's probably not involved in the creative process as much as you would think that he that he is as just your casual fan or your casual person that sees him on Good Morning America uh, and things like that. There's a very niched um, audience that understands that Kevin Hart is a brand at this point. You know, um, Kevin Hart isn't one of the players in the jersey. He's now become – the, the bull on the Chicago Bulls logo. He's the logo at this point. You know, so you got Jordan is the only player that got up to that point to where damn near – and ears, and I'm going to say not damn near, ears bigger than the logos he played for. But most times, and LeBron is too. LeBron James is bigger than the logos that he's, that he's put on his body. But a lot of times that jersey you put in, you ain't bigger than that. You see what I'm saying? That jersey you put on, that motherfucker been going for Green Bay Packers, been going for since the 70s or whatever. You see what I'm saying? So so what I'm saying is Kevin Hart is now ran like a team. That shit is now ran like a well old business. It's no longer just Kevin Hart doing like I'm doing, you know, taking some time and riding his bike around his neighborhood and putting some headphones on and just trying to zone out and come up with the name of a show. You know what it took me to name my podcast this in 2015? 2015 is when I named this podcast this. Six years ago, Cardi B just now dropping up and it's stuck. Them Baton Rouge niggas talking about it's up, didn't Man, 2015 is when Loon had this up, their podcast. Go check the dates. You see what I'm saying? And not that I'm saying anything about any of those people. I'm just saying the creative mode you got to be in to say, man, I don't want to make my the name of this motherfucker sound like nobody else's. And you scound with the internet. Do anybody got anything like this at that time? There's a no on that. You see what I'm saying? So, again... What we would expect now, even though Kevin Hart himself is not uh, involved in it, what we would expect the people that's passing that idea to him to at least do a simple YouTube search, a simple Google search, a simple podcast search. And and, and, and uh, I didn't think about this, but what if they did do it inside Joke's podcast? I think shows will still pop up because he got so many views. So how the algorithm works. Um you know I'm I I'm I'm pro, I'm about sure that they'll pop up. Now again, it this is why you see people try to hold the NFL liable when an NFL player does something or that's the position that they take, especially with black men when you when you see somebody like Ray Rice have that very unfortunate abusive situation that he had with his wife um and how, and how people put the pressure on the NFL to respond because he's not bigger than the NFL. Y'all need to say something. You know what I'm saying? Um, we would expect that Kevin Hart has a, a, a some sort of checks and balances that these guys got to go through when approaching him with ideas um, and, and just putting him in a position to understand that, man, this has been looked into and it's a beautiful thing. We coming with this. But to have me apologizing, now you make me look stupid. Now I gotta go out and make a video apologizing. Now he didn't have to. And he didn't do it in my opinion because of Schultz. Even though Schultz is a big he's a big dog in comedy now. He's worked himself into that position. But Kevin, in my opinion, didn't do that because of Schultz. He did that because of Charlemagne. Again, anything from the black side comes from Charlemagne On re- in regards to Andrew Schultz. He did something for the white side, and, and now he, with Icosh, with I'm telling you, I know this game. With Icosh, with you get, you know, some of the Indian side, and they respect you. And we, and we fuck with you on this side, but we fuck with you on circumstances of Charlemagne. You know, um... And, I, and I'm not sure who came at who with the idea about the podcast, but it was in the early stages, and you were able to morph into something, you know. And I think your ceiling may be, you know, it's 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 high, so you should you should be okay. But I think Kevin Hart done that because all oh, that Charlemagne homeboy man, and Charlemagne, me and Charlemagne got this going on. He hold me down every time my name brought up. He you know again it's on the strength of Charlemagne The same way I just was talking about The game is fake Soon as they see Charlemagne repost my podcast Now up Everybody love it far as people that should have loved it to begin with You understand me I ain't talking about access to the regular audience We need that as up and coming podcasters I'm talking about the people that should have loved it to begin with you understand me? It just will put them in a situation. So it's it, it's so much fake love. When you look at it, you say, Andrew Schultz. Why would Kevin Hart apologize? Oh, Charlemagne. That's his homie. And Kevin Hart's a good dude. Kevin Hart's a good dude. But you seen Joe Budden go through it and ignore it. But if that phone call would have came from... And I see what you're doing, Joe Budden, getting all the Jay-Z old people. I don't know if you're trying to appeal to them or what, but I'm peeping that as well. But anyway, they said something about see the thing, yeah. He ignored that. They went through them all. He ignored it. But if somebody, Steve Stout or Leo Korn would have called, and, hey, man, you know I got a podcast over here. I read it. It's like that, man. He would have changed the name, maybe came out, apologized. But what I'm saying is it's a relationship Basis, it's on a relationship basis when those kind of things happen. Um, but congrats to Andrew Schultz for be, for being in that situation, having someone like Kevin Hart, the biggest star in the world. Um, as far as comedian comedians are, are concerned, recognize him on that type of level. That's something he you could never take away from him now. Um, but I think it'll be irresponsible to think that he did that because you know. Nah, it's because of Charlemagne Respectfully You know, again I gotta create content It's my job to put it out there It's my job to to, to to put it down And it's your job to pick it up, man You see what I'm saying? It's my job to put it down It's your job to pick it up You know Um, I, And speaking of that, right I saw, um Shout out Gilly the Kid and Wallow Million Dollars Worth of Game. I saw their latest podcast with Funk Flex. And they brought Drake up. And they brought Hov up. Um, Gilly the Kid took the position of Hov. Funk Flex took the position of Drake with a bunch of smearing going on. Number one, I want to address that like. If you fuck with a nigga, just fuck with a nigga or don't. What is this I fuck with him but he's corny coming from Funk Flex? Or coming from m one In What are you talking about, man? Who's saying who corny, man? What these folk be who? Can any of you niggas dress? Is any of you niggas really, really got some flavor and style and what this culture really is? Made up of, do you niggas really, really move the needle when we talk about that? Because if we just talking about game, I got game. So I don't, you know, game respect game. You see what I'm saying? So it ain't no situation where I'm looking at no nigga thinking, man, he the coolest nigga doing it. Now one of them guys. So what we sitting up having a conversation about one of the richest rappers in the last 10 years being corny. Who's saying who nowadays? that day? And like, it's like you getting smacked out here and, and talking bad about a nigga that got into a fight And won his fight Like this shit just was weird But advancing the conversation You know they talked about Drake and um, And I'm from the south You know But they talked about Drake and um, Gilly was just like Jay Z. Jay Z and I fuck with Hove. Hove is the goat. Hove is that nigga. Nigga, when I was young, how I got in the rap, nigga, I wrote down every bar Jay Z said up on blueprint. As a young nigga, every single bar, and was studying it. Man, how the fuck is he going in and out of this shit? What the fuck is going? Studied it. I was then... That's when I was like, Oh, shit. I can do this. But Jay-Z... See, when I when I thought about that the other day, I said, Damn, man, I remember doing that as a young nigga. But you don't see that in my style. Because what I was doing was just... He wasn't the only rapper I was doing that to. It was a couple of more motherfuckers. But I was trying to figure the game out. And figure out what I'm standing on. And what's the foundation of this shit. Because at the time, I think... Whatever blueprint it was, I was a young, young nigga. It was the hardest shit going. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. So, so Gilly and then was saying that Jay was way better than 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 uh, Drake, and how Drake is a r b singer. You gonna have a singing nigga in top five? Is what Gilly said. Do y'all not know Drake be rapping, rapping? Like, y'all really going to act like Drake ain't rapping, rapping home? And then this whole game, when you bust a whole game open like that, you, y'all you going to act like that don't mean nothing? And I see Flex and everybody bring up the Ghost Riders. And you just heard me talk about how Kevin Hart is not one of the players And this is a metaphor if if we compare it to to basketball teams, the Chicago Bulls. He's not one of the players. He's now turned into the Chicago Bull. He's now the logo. When Drake started helping people, I think it put him in a position to say, Oh, shit, this shit bigger than, like, I'm over here writing with Kanye West, and he going to say it like it's him. And then they going to respect him and hold him in high regard. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the situation and say, damn. I could take a little load off me by this little nigga kind of cool. He, he kind of come up with some shit. Come fuck with me, man. We going to sit down and see what we can come up with. It's almost like a shelf, right? If, if I got the roast beef. And the macaroni made, and I just tell you, hey, man, cut me up some potatoes, some onions, and carrots over there. And then they try to take something off the cooking for that. Well, he can't be the best chef. They got a nigga cutting up his potatoes, his onions, his carrots. Man, he can't be the best chef out there. Because the best chef got to cook his, he got to cut his potatoes, he got to cut his onion, he got... You know what I'm saying? When 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 what is we ignoring that this game is Are we ignoring that people that sell what Drake sell write 10% of their shit when he's probably writing 90% of? It? Well, they said, well, Hove didn't Hove didn't sell like Drake selling. Hove a going platinum and then the, he might go triple. It wasn't no diamonds involved until he got to a point where he was. Looked at like the goat, like he is. You understand me? He doing different shit. So he is a, a different type nigga. But we talking about how Drake is currently putting up 60 a game. You understand me? And getting 20 boards currently. Are we going to ignore that most people in that position write 10% of their shit? And he writing 90% of it or maybe now 100%. Because, again, the lines got blurred for him when he got so, he gets so big. Now the lines get blurred. It's like, damn, oh, shit, I'm writing for Kanye. I just wrote and helped on something for Beyonce. I just, and all these people on my level. It's almost like being the star player on the team, everybody pulling up in the bin list nigga you got to pull up in a Bentley or you ain't part of the st- you must not be uh he ain't making that now of course people going to go the other way but I'm saying for the most part when you pull up on a practice squad or you pull up at the 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 um practice field at the NFL or the gym uh for NBA and you see the Lamborghini's and the Bentleys and the 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 Ferraris them is the top players so when you come in as a top player, they set the standard like, damn, man. Should I? Damn, I got to be driving one of them for nigga to look at me like the top player. And also, the little niggas get caught in that. You ain't even making that much money trying to pull up in a Ferrari. Because you want to look like the top player, but that's another conversation. But them top player niggas pulling up in certain kind of shit. Number one... That's the only time they really sometimes get to drive the car they spent all the money on. So they definitely taking something good down there. You see what I'm saying? But it's just a the lines got blurred for 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 Drake, man, when he when he got himself in that situation. You know, helping them type of people. You know, and um I think that it it placed him in a position because all these people like me. All these people winning Grammys And the same shit I'm doing They selling big boy shit So they got to be And they names come up on the list So it got to be what we doing Ain't nobody never said Kanye West on my list And put in parentheses Questionable pin no, None of you niggas And ain't nobody selling like that boy So it was just confusing For me to hear that And then when you hear singing in this shit when you hear niggas get on there with the trap rap and the singing and kind of and, and, and kind of mash that up, you know, and the singing. When you hear niggas get on with the trap rap and the singing and then try to kind of mash that up, that's a product of Drake. You see what I'm saying? And so we gotta respect not only he, he checks off every box, contribution to the game. Only thing he ain't done yet was put niggas on And that's where Jay got him at You see what I'm saying A lot of people would debate that And say Jay ain't put nobody really on I would reject that And we can have that conversation Whoever wants to But I'm saying Only thing I haven't seen Drake done Was put some people on Now what people gonna respond to that and say is Well what you think about when he gets on them songs With the block boy JB's And the the Fetty Wops and the, you know, all some of these people they say is already on fire. He just kind of stepping in, but some of these people he taking to the next level as well. You know, some of these people he taking to the next level as well. So um, you know, it's a double headed sword. You know what I'm saying? It, you could do more examining of that, but I think he one of the most influential rappers ever. Uh, I think he one of the most um, Sold after rappers ever He spent 10 years on the charts You don't do that man And then turn around and rap How he rapped on uh, his intro Talking about his mama And this and that Niggas ain't doing that Once you niggas get a taste of that Man you niggas is not rapping like that no more I gotta applaud the ability To even stay grounded enough To even still get in there and Find the words to talk like that. Some of y'all can't talk like that on the bottom. And not to, not to bought my mama a house and I'm just talking about the cadence, the creativity with the melody, the even the beat choice to switch it up from this style on this track to that style on that track. When you hear a rapper catch one, you're going to hear that shit again. And hear that shit again. That's why you see the baby rejected. He had to reject it because that boxes me in. You understand me? Y'all like that, packing the mail, I'm gone. Now y'all want me to keep doing that? No, sir. I got to find a different thing to do or I'm going to box myself in and I ain't going to last long. You got Drake selling tens of millions, doing shit a certain way, and then next time he find a different way to do it. The time after that, you find another way to do it. The fi- Come on, man. What is y'all niggas talking about? The same way with Joe Budden when I said he finding a way to keep getting him some millions from you niggas. He finding him a motherfucking way to keep getting some millions regardless if you're saying, well, he's not really adding nothing. He's adding value at the time, right? And he's putting a certain demographic eyes on whatever he's standing next to. Give him that. But he's not really adding value to the game like he's saying. So what are we really getting out of this? We. You understand me? Because a reason a lot of people is tuning in to him and now have, first of all, because of the academics mashup. That did so much for the career. I'm not sure that he acknowledges that the way that he should. But that mashup with academics pivoted him with a lot. It was early in podcasting then. Pivoted him with a lot of listeners that knew academics and just said, well, I'm going to look over here, man. They got academics and Joe Button. I'm going to look and see what's going on. And then when he left Complex and was scared, half of them people left with him. They still stayed fans of ACT, but they they left with him and started to take a liking to him again. Access to the audience. Access to the audience. I listened to some of them podcasts from back in the day, and I just, I looked at them, you know, on video. Like, talking about Takashi back in the, before he snitched and before. And I just looked at him, I said, look how these niggas look, man. They look like they ain't have no money. The grind it took. The hard work it took. 113. 160 podcasts in. And niggas got dirty t-shirts on. Niggas got fucked up outfits on. The camera is up too high. And you see somebody at the ground level. You understand me? When I came in the game back then... My Jade and they should tell you I would I was paying niggas to record, paying niggas to do this, paying niggas to, I had to pay these niggas the same way I'm sure he did. But the point I'm making is access to the audience was granted when him and academics did that thing. Charlemagne, access to the audience was granted when he spent off from the Breakfast Club. He can come and drop the brilliant idiot's name there or the loudspeaker name there. And then on top of that, Combat Jack had already built a certain level of listenership away from that space, away from that terrestrial radio space and built a certain fan base on the internet and created that company. Well, guess what he was given? Access to the audience. Once they signed somebody, come on Combat Jack show, they had a system. Access to the audience. The same way when you seen um, Shout Out Star Brim. When you're seeing Star Brim Get Up podcast, access to the audience. They bring on brilliant idiots. She do a run. She come over here. She sit over here. She sit over there. You dig what I'm saying? Access to the audience. It's important in this podcast space. And then you can get some innovators in there to see how we can make some money. Because we can't fight with you about how you pivot and make money with all that audience. When a nigga trying to get up to... 25 Twenty-five, thirty-five thousand people, so he can show you what he can do with that many people. You understand me? Show you how he can make two million dollars a year out fifty thousand listeners. You know what I'm saying? When you niggas is up there with four hundred thousand listeners, and 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 trying to still fight this ad game, which you know, I don't know what game I'm gonna be fighting when I get up there, cause I can't see that far yet. I'm still down here trying to put a in the ball, y'all niggas dribbling and taking shots. I'm trying to put a in the basketball. You understand me? And um, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying. I just think, you know, I just think that uh, it's just it's just a hell of a thing. And I can't, I don't even remember what I was talking about, man. I don't even remember. I think I was talking about the um. The Drake thing and what he brought to the game and, and it just kinda morphed into all that. See, that's the beautiful thing about podcasting, man. Uh it 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 does that, you know. It it definitely does that. And so that that's a beautiful thing that it does. It, it gets the juices going and you get to talking and talking and talking and then it spawns and spawns and spawns in the other things. Um Yeah, man, but RP Combat Jack, man, shout out to them boy, man. But anyway that's what I was talking about. That whole situation and how Joe Budden got access to the audience from academics and whatever. Um, I saw a, uh, sex tape or a post of a sex tape, right? And I went and watched it. It was a fat boy SSE, um, with some girl, you know, and, um, it hasn't really blew up or nothing, you know, and I'm advanced the conversation quick. But for those of you that haven't, you know, don't know nothing about it, I hit on it a little bit, but I advanced the conversation. Fat Boy S.S.C. had dropped the tape or not. He dropped the tape. My sex tape was leaked in which he was with some girl saying, you know, they was having intercourse. And um, she kept saying, you better not put a baby in me you better not put a baby in me and he was saying yeah I am yeah I am she and I guess she felt him ejaculate so she got upset well not upset she said these things now this can get slippery right the way that people uh the way that people can Take this Can get slippery Right On one hand See certain things you do Don't don't translate well On camera Especially when you're having sex You know um, It just don't translate well Especially Just think about Like the choke thing You know what I'm saying You know uh, I'm aggressive In the bedroom So I, I, I get it Right But If you were to see that on camera It's like What does that You know what I mean because when she's saying you better not do this And then you say it's, it's I'm doing it Fuck what you talking about That might be a That might be an understanding that y'all got That get y'all off Or this is what y'all do to stay on that level You know what I mean And um, be in a situation to really really capitalize on the intimacy You know Um, But again I just think it it translates fucked up Like it just don't come off right You know what I mean it just don't come off right, it just it looked bad, far as she's saying, Don't do this, and you do this, you understand me, man, that camera bad motherfucker. you know what I'm saying, but clearly, after they were done, it wasn't no real fighting and then, man, you got me for I don't know who you think I, and she didn't move or none, so I you know I wanna take it like it's an understanding, you know, um, with the two individuals and what's going on, but just wanted to speak on that to say, man, sometimes what you do what you do on camera, um, when you being intimate, it just don't come off well, man. You know? It just don't come off well. Um, what else I wanted to talk about? I ain't talking about that shit either. But yeah, man, so you know I just I just uh you know, again, it's just a beautiful thing, man. This this whole podcast is space though is getting interesting. Um it's getting it's getting better, you know. It's getting better for some, but it's getting it's 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 getting better for some and they portraying it like it's 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 getting better for all. Um, again, access the audience, man, from a non privileged position, you know. Um Y'all fighting on y'all 26 chick in this game. You got certain people fighting for their first and second, you know. And y'all content ain't no better than the persons, you know, um, putting a lot into it. You know what I'm saying? Doing it the right way. It's just, again, access to the audience. Um, What else do I want to talk about, man? You know, I was talking to my homeboy about The whole thing, you know, with Tip and Tiny and and how, you know, I kind of hit on it last week. But how when you decide to have those threesomes and things like that, you have to make sure that your counterpart isn't insecure in any way, man. Because you can let the woman be somewhat insecure or the man, whoever's in, in the position to make the decisions about it. Be someone insecure and be creating an atmosphere That can come down the line and bite you in the ass You know um, Like when you see somebody say Well we had to take drugs Yeah because I don't want you to get back there And think you finna talk to my dude Like you know what you here for Get to it You know what I'm saying I really don't want to be doing this anyway but this his thing, and I ain't losing my nigga to y'all about this shit. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us, man, y'all got to really peep the game. You know, again, it's my job to put it down. It's your job to pick it up. You know? um, It's up that podcast with Looney, man. But, again, it's been another episode, another great episode, another situation that I hope y'all enjoy. Um, I'm thinking about doing the Patreon thing. Seeing Joe Budden, them doing, and Tom Segura, and like I said, a lot of those people that I I name, just seeing them being able to do it, say, you know what, I'm thinking about doing it too, man. But I think again, it's almost like going independent, you know, um, and, and that's in the rap game. Like it's cool to be independent once you got your audience, but you asking for twenty five dollars, what we what we doing? you know you gotta even get me on your playlist first you know what i'm saying so it's it's a it's a very slippery thing when you're in the building stage you know what i'm saying and um i just think that needs to be said as well um but again it's up there podcast with Luna, man the the fastest growing podcast in the world it's my job to put it down it's your job to pick it up i am Mm -hmm. your active and attractive host man for another episode i appreciate you for watching listening like, subscribe, share, get it to your people. Just tell one person. If everybody that listen to me now tell one person, man, that'll do me some justice. So just tell one person and tell them to tell somebody. And we gone.
0: Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart. In ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a
2: new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick